Welcome to the Gut Goddess Show, a podcast for women who are fed up of being tired, bloated, and riding the hormonal roller coaster. This is for you if you're ready to create a better belly and gut health, balance your hormones, and create a more peaceful, happier mind. I'm Kezia Hall, your host, holistic nutritionist, coach, mom to young kids, trauma thriver, science and holistic geek, and this show explores my three-part methodology, the three F's for feeling good, food, feelings, and function. So if you're ready to create pain-free periods or ditch the toilet, food, and IBS drama and just create a normal, joyful relationship with your body and with the food that you eat without overwhelm, restriction, or crazy health obsession, this is the podcast for you and I am so glad that you are here. Let's get started with today's episode. So why are you struggling? So this week I'm talking about the weird and the not so weird things that I do to detox and why you need to detox too. So that is what we are diving into in this episode. I know that detoxification can be a bit of a buzzword, can feel a bit faddy, but I honestly have a lot of detox practices in my life that I do intentionally, that I plan in. And so I'm just going to be honest about what those are and how I do it, because these are things I work on with my clients. These are things that have made a big difference in my own life. And even though there's the potential of this sounding a bit faddy, these are things that can really help you. And even if some of them are a bit weird, and I know some of you will judge me because of some of these random things. That's okay. I want to be really honest with you and share with you the stuff that works and that's going to get you feeling better with more balanced hormones, with a flatter belly, more energy and a happier brain. Okay. So let's dive in to this one. But before we do a couple of things, as you're listening, if you're listening to this live or around the time it's being published, you can still come in and join me for the shift challenge. This is my free five day challenge there is, you can come in, you can catch up on the replays on all the good stuff. Um, and it's for anyone that wants to see a shift in their belly, in their hormones and in their mood. So I'd love to have you join me. I'm recording this in advance, but I'm imagining, I'm imagining that I'm having so much fun, um, with you all. So you can go to keziahall.com forward slash challenge for that. Also just keep your eyes peeled, eyes peeled, eyes, ears. Anyway, I will be having spaces to work with new clients. Um, This is coming out end of January. So basically as of now, if you wanted to work with me, I have rejigged how I am working with people. I have renamed my one-to-one program. So that should be out now. You can go to keziehall.com and click on the work with me to check out the new name. I'll just let you go and figure that out for yourself if you're interested. And I've rejigged it. So the way that you can work with me this year is really incredible. I'm so excited for it. If you are interested in working with me long-term, then go to keziahall.com forward slash book. That's keziahall.com forward slash book. I would love to work with you. I know that if you, with enough accountability, with enough scientific and strategic support, you can utterly transform your health. Whether you have chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia and are barely making it through the day, you can totally transform that. You can completely 180. Whether you have joint pain and are struggling to pick up kids or grandkids or whatever it is, you can completely 180 on that. Whether you are shitting your pants and paranoid and anxious about leaving the house, you can completely change that around. Whether you have heavy, awful periods where you bleed for like 10 days straight, 
You can do a 180 on that. You have to just decide that's what you want and get the right kind of support. So these calls, when you go to keziahall.com forward slash book, are basically you figuring that out and finding out if I'm your person um, because there's so much you can do, so much you can do to feel better. There really is. You don't just have to live with that autoimmune condition and all the awfulness of it. You don't just have to live with IBS. You don't just have to live with the shame of some of your symptoms. You don't just have to live with an awful mood and sluggish energy just because you've had kids. You don't just, you know, no, there's so much you can do. So keziahall.com forward slash book. I'll be taking on new clients and that we can get started as of February. Um, Spaces are limited. As I'm recording this, I haven't quite figured out how many spaces are, but I don't work with loads and loads of people because I like to go really deep and create massive, not just body transformation, like life transformation is what we're going for here. Not because your life's not great, but just because it could be so, you know, when you change your health, your parenting changes, your marriage and relationship changes, your career can change, your financial situation can change because you suddenly have energy, you suddenly have clarity, you suddenly have this incredible resource that is health. And that allows you to create so much more in your life of what you want. That's why I get excited about health. It's not because I'm like, you know, the whole food thing, I love food, but it's just the vehicle for you living your life full out, for you becoming radiant and your whole self, for you doing the things that you want to do, whatever that is. It's about freedom. It's about freedom to live the life you choose, do the things you do, have the life, the job, the career, the relationships you want, because you have the choice. And if you have poor health, you don't have as many choices. I say that because I've lived that. And so this isn't just about, oh, you should eat more vegetables. No, this is about you living an incredible life. And I want an incredible life for you so much because you deserve it. And I know I might not, there's loads of people out there that could help you. But if you feel like I might be the one to help you and you know you need the the level of intimacy and depth that my program offers, which is really unusual, most people will give, will tell you what to eat. I'm not gonna lie. Other nutritional people will say, eat this, don't eat this. But I will tell you to eat this, don't eat this and give you a whole layer of accountability, support, encouragement, empathy over a long period of time. And that is why my clients see incredible results. So keziahall.com forward slash book. If you're interested, book your free call. We'll chat it through. Zero pressure. I'd love to chat with you. Otherwise, let's talk about detoxing. And you know I'm going to talk about poo if we talk about detoxing, right? So we are talking detoxification because... I detox regularly. I'm a big fan of detoxing. I'm a fan of, quote, air quotes, going on a detox. I get my clients to do a lot of detoxifying. So first of all, I'm going to demystify what I mean because I know the word detox can be fraught. Um, And then I'm going to share some of the weird and then the not so weird, like the totally normal things that you can do um, that I do to support detoxification. So why does this matter? First of all, let's cover a couple of basics. Their detoxification is really the process of getting toxins, things that aren't serving your body, out of your body. Some of these toxins are things that the body makes itself internally. Some of these toxins are things that come from the outside world. So say you eat food, you take the goodness out of it, the stuff that you don't want is going to go out in your poop. The way that we detox in the body, again, really simply put, is through our bowels and through our kidney our kidneys in terms of urine. So we've got urine, we've got poo. Uh, We do a little bit of detoxification through our skin in terms of sweating. And then some people would also argue through the breath as well in terms of releasing that carbon monoxide. (sighs) When you breathe out, 
is a toxin. If, you know, if we don't breathe out, we die. So I always count that in detoxing. So your body is always doing this, right? And within the liver itself, you have different phases, three phases, phase one, phase two, phase three. Phase one is really about um, changing the type, getting the toxin into a form that the body can excrete, simply put. Phase two is about conjugating that. So attaching that toxin to something. Again, I'm just being really simple. Just I'm just giving you, I'm painting a rough abstract picture here of detoxification. And then phase three is the actual kind of like the pooping, the peeing, the sweating of it out. So, and within the liver, within like phases one and two, there's actually several different pathways, things like sulfation, glucoordination, methylation. Again, you don't need to know about all of those things. They're kind of geeky. I think they're really cool, but, but basically you can see there's a bit of a complex system going on and it's really important that you optimize detoxification so that you feel better. And the common area where detoxification can go really awry is in hormone imbalances, in chronic illness, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, long COVID, these kinds of things. And just, I would argue, generally as a human, we live in such a toxic world. And the older you are, the more exposed to toxins you're going to be, the more imperative or the more um, the more you want to incorporate these detoxifying um, practices into just our day-to-day life. For me, detoxification is more about a day-to-day supporting process than it is I'm going on a five-day juice cleanse. I might occasionally do intentional chunks of time, like three days or five days of really focusing on detoxification. But my personal preference is to actually make it more of a lifestyle and have things in my week, in my daily, day-to-day life, habits and routines that actually support my liver. So when we're thinking about supporting detoxification, we're thinking of supporting the liver, we're thinking of supporting the kidneys, we're thinking of supporting the bowels and gut. So again, really simply put, so that is what we want to look at. And Um, This is something I do a lot, but I don't share about it all that much because I feel like it's so easy for this to fall into like faddiness, you know, and I think it's really important if you're ramping up detoxification that you first become really intentional upon which the mindset you're doing it. You can do any of these things in a dieting restriction, like I'm going to detox vibe, you know, but that's not going to serve you long term. The best way is to actually apply things in a really consistent way, in a really realistic way, so that it just becomes part of your lifestyle. And some of these things I want to share with you are so easy and so not weird. And some of them are totally weird and you really never, ever have to do them ever in your life. It's okay. But I just want to share them with you. I want to tell you honestly what I do and honestly the things that have helped me, even if they're weird. Okay, so you ready for some weirdness? Ready for some honesty? I might have a vulnerability hangover after this, but I'm always going to tell you the truth. So we've covered detoxification and why it's so important. Honestly, if you're struggling with your health, supporting your liver and detoxification and kidneys, because they do get missed out a bit, supporting your detox pathways is a really key part of you getting better. Whether it's from like a really big illness, like I've worked with lots of clients that have had um, breast cancer and then they've come and worked with me, come to it with me after all their treatments all done to kind of just really support their liver. They may have been through chemo. They've had a really big toxin exposure. Um, and that, you know, thankfully everything is all clear that, you know, they're, they're past that treatment point, but we need to do quite a lot of detoxing. Chemo is like poisonous to the body and yay that it works for people. I've had family members with cancer and chemo has worked. Hooray. But there's still just the consequence of it. It's just like paracetamol 
I'm so grateful we have paracetamol and painkillers, but I'm also really mindful because there is actual side effects of it. I'm mindful with myself. I'm mindful with my kids. I don't just give them Calpol willy nilly. There is, it can be toxic and poisonous to the liver. So it's just cause and effect, all these things. So I was, that was a total side note. <laughs> but, and when it was something we want to do, whether it's big toxin exposure like that, or someone's coming to me and their periods, they're 42, the periods have suddenly gotten weird, they've gained lots of weight and they're feeling really sluggish, fatigued, and like their brain isn't working as well equally, then we would probably look at detoxification. So what are some of the really normal and not so weird things that I do to detoxify and that you can do and that I get clients to do? These are the things that I would say are like foundational basics. And so I really encourage you to do at least one of these and ideally two, three, or all four of them. And again, you don't have to do it all at once. You can just do it one at a time. So the real basics of detoxification in terms of to support your liver and your hormones and your brain and your cognitive function and all these kind of things is making sure you're hydrated. So drinking enough water is really important. If you think about we, what's it made up of? Water. If you think about going for a poo, if you're not hydrated, you will really, you'll be really constipated and then you're not getting rid of your toxins. So water is a really important part of it. Now, you don't want to be drinking like five liters a day. It's also important that you get some electrolytes in there. In the morning, I always add a couple of pinches of um, sea salt to my water with lemon or a herbal tea in. And I often add a couple of pinches of sea salt through, throughout the day because it's not just H2O, it's also magnesium, um, potassium, the other minerals that equal hydration. Um, but making sure a lot of clients I work with, I'm recording this in the middle of January, like it's just cold. I don't want to drink water, you know? So sometimes I have to be on it at this time of year, making sure I'm drinking lots of herbal teas, lots of hot chocolate, <laughs> lots of, um, non caffeine well, caf chocolate has a little bit of caffeine in, but really focusing and making sure I'm eating enough. And same with my kids. They're not drinking enough water. If they're not drinking I was going to say, it's literally the only thing, all smoothies, they don't drink anything else, then um, they're going to struggle to poop. So staying hydrated, really important, really basic. Wake up in the morning before you have tea, before you have coffee, before you have breakfast, before you do anything, drink some water. I always wake up, make myself a herbal tea. Often, sometimes it's lemon water, depends what mood I'm in for, and make it lukewarm, half hot water, half cold water, herbal tea, often about 500 milliliters, sometimes 750 milliliters. I try to drink a liter of water within a couple of hours of waking, within like an hour, 90 minutes of waking, just to really flush out the system. That's a really simple, gentle, daily detox thing you can do. If you struggle with that, start small. Just have a little sip of water. Have like 150 mils. If you're, if some, you know, some people don't like water in the morning, start small and that's okay. Next thing, as you can imagine, is poop. If you have unhealthy bowels, meaning maybe you have diarrhea and they're loose and all over the place and erratic, or maybe you're constipated and like a client I have just now, I was only going to the toilet like once or twice a week for like the last 10 years, then that's going to, that's gonna, that means you're not detoxifying properly. Yeah. It just, hello. So we need to get you pooping at least once a day. I really like it if you're pooping twice, maybe even three times. I poo about two to three times a day. Sometimes it's just one, but generally speaking, I eat a fair amount of food. And so the amount of food that I eat and fiber and all those kind of things needs to come out. So, and that's healthy poo, often in the morning, often in the afternoon, boom, there we go. So making sure you have regular poop is really important. Another really simple and basic um, detox 
element is making sure you have a lot more fruit and vegetables. And how I do this is with a functional smoothie. So I'll put a link to this in the resources. You can have a look at the reel on Instagram I did with the recipe of a functional smoothie. But a functional smoothie is basically like lots of good vegetables put into a smoothie and it's not designed to be delicious and it's not designed to be a snack or a meal. It's just designed to be like a multivitamin where you get your fiber, your nutrients in and give your liver a lot of love. Typically, I put in lemon juice, some lemon peel, some most of my ingredients are frozen and then I often heat the smoothie up a little bit. I don't have it hot, but you know, I take the icy edge off of it with some hot water and I ha- add in frozen cauliflower, spinach, beetroot, broccoli sprouts, maybe some seeds in there, might add some mushroom, you know, you can add anything into that. Um, with some lemon juice, lemon peel. I might add a cup, like a drop of stevia just to kind of take the edge off. I might add berries or whatever I have. That's it. Maybe some cucumber, celery. You can basically put whatever's in, make a smoothie, drink that. And I try to do that a couple of times a week, four, five times. If I'm really ramping up detoxification, I will aim for one a day, ideally in the morning. Wake up, have water, functional smoothie, then have breakfast and coffee and whatever else, just to really flesh out the system. Because you need the nutrients, you need the fiber, you need the so much stuff in fruit and vegetables that you need to support the liver and detoxification. And so much of the time, especially if you're constipated, it can be because you're not having enough fiber. It can also mean you're actually having plenty of fiber and you've got gut dysbiosis. That's Because a lot of people come to me and they're totally constipated. They've tried all the fiber, all the apricots, all the laxatives, all the things, and they actually have a decent amount of fiber and it actually comes down to imbalances in your gut. Okay, the fourth foundational thing when it comes to detoxification is sleep. Guess what? Your body does so much stuff when you sleep and detoxification is a big part of it. So if you are not getting quantity of sleep, if you are not getting quality of sleep, your detox pathways are going to struggle. So I've talked about sleep so much on this podcast. I am such a proponent of sleep. I love going to sleep. I know that sometimes makes people think I'm lame or weird, but, and I've even like, and my husband's the same we just love going to sleep. We also do have young kids. So we sometimes get woken up in the night. So that is a part of it. But I've always loved sleep. Ask my housemates when I was at art school and everyone was like going out partying. And then I would party as well. But then sometimes I just be like, nah, I'm going to be in bed by half nine. <laughs> it's just sleep. And there's so much wisdom and so much magic that happens when you sleep. It's really important. And again, a lot of my struggle clients struggle to go to bed early. And if that's you, you really need to look at why that is. Why? Like sometimes it can be because of screens and screens and scrolling is literally designed to be addictive. So you kind of have to break that addiction. Sometimes it's because you don't get any time to yourself and like 11 o'clock is the only quiet time you have. Again, that probably needs to change. That's 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 not very good, <laughs> you know? Um, whatever it is, you look at why, because sleep is really essential for all aspects of health. You will not feel good if you don't get enough sleep. You will not feel good if you don't get quality sleep, period. It's just impossible. So those are the basics. Those are the foundational ones. Pick one of those, pick two of those to add on to, to really support your detox pathways, because the more you detoxify, the more you help support your hormones and balance them, helps with your mind and clarity, it helps with your energy, it helps with so many things, really important. So what are some of the weird things I do? The first one is maybe not that weird, but it looks weird when I'm doing it, and that is a sauna. So I have, now, now this includes a typical sauna, a sauna that you would just have at a spa, for example. Um, I'm going on a spa on Friday and I will be partaking in their sauna and cold bucket thing. So 
Um, saunas, really great research around saunas, a traditional sauna, finished sauna, sauna, steam room. I think sauna potentially has slightly more research than a steam room. Um, but I have an infrared sauna blanket. So this is a far infrared um, use of light that's in a blanket, a silver blanket. So this is why it's weird because it looks really weird. And I lie and sweat in that. <laughs> what I do in an evening activity, I lie in it, put something on Netflix, I lie in my little sweaty blanket. I know, kind of gross. It, you, you clean it, obviously. And I sweat out. And I got this when I learned I had arsenic toxicity going on in my system because one of the things that the body really struggles to detox is heavy metal. So mercury, arsenic, lead. And we often, most of us are exposed to some versions of heavy metals to an excess level. And they can create a lot of problems in the body. A lot of random chronic illness can sometimes come down to heavy metals. Things like mercury, arsenic was my problem for me. It comes up different, you know, everyone is different. So that's when I got an infrared sauna because there was some, and it was limited, but there was limited research to show that it can really help you sweat out heavy metals. So I've had one since before I had kids. So mine's like six or seven years old. You can get lots of different versions now and I'm going to save up and get a big two-person standing sauna, infrared sauna, so that I can go sauna to cold plunge in my barrel to sauna to cold plunge because that is just so good for you. So saunas, whether you go to the gym, whether you get an infrared sauna blanket like I have, um, that would all great options. Um, I'm just going to make a note to put that in the resources. I'll link to the blanket I have at the time is about 200, 250 pounds. And I think it's probably gone up a little bit since then, but it's a really great one, especially if you want to just ramp up detoxification in your house but also you know you might just use a sauna at the gym and just use that a couple of times a week sauna shower sauna shower sauna shower great Uh, another properly weird thing that I do is something called coffee enemas coffee enemas now I will caveat this with coffee enemas are really not well researched if you're a very data science oriented person you're going to be like Kezi you're a nutter which is totally fine because I thought this I had read about coffee enemas for many years before I ever did one. And when I read about them or heard about them, I literally thought that. I was like, you're a nutter. That's gross. How weird. Why would you do that? I'm never doing that. And then, you know, the more desperate you get and the sicker you get, the more open you you become to all sorts of interventions that make you feel better, you know? So what is it? Coffee enema. So an enema is when you put water up your rectum, up your butt. And so you might get this, you know, if you've had a colonoscopy or sigmoidoscopy at hospital or certain procedures, you might have had just some water or saline kind of up your butthole into your anus, flush it. And it's basically to clear that out. Um, A coffee enema is when you do this at home um, and you would get lukewarm body temperature coffee and you get a kef- uh, an enema kit that you can buy on Amazon and you slowly release this lukewarm coffee into your butt. So you put a little hose thing into your anus and you slowly release um, this lukewarm, obviously not boiling because we're not insane, um, lukewarm um, organic coffee and then you hold it for as long as you can and then you basically like poop it out. The theory behind this is that it really helps with bile recycling, which if you remember at the start, um, I talked about how phase two is the conjugation. um, So where a toxin attaches to something and most of the time attaches to bile. And so bile recycling, this process can really help with that. It can also help uh, in theory boost glutathione. I think there's been like two studies on this. So this really isn't a data 
um, backed practice, uh, just putting it out there. So if I ever mention it to clients, I'm always like, I'm just mentioning this. I'm not saying you should do it. Um, but anecdotally, lots of people have found it really beneficial. Obviously you need to use your common sense, but it is a very cheap thing and very accessible thing to do at home. Something that's similar is colonic hydrotherapy or colonic irrigation, where you would go to a, a, like say a spa and have a colonic hydrotherapist kind of blow water up your butt and suck water out. That's a slightly different process, but that can be really helpful, but that might cost you 80 pounds a session. And so coffee enemas, I started doing it because I couldn't afford at the time. I think I first did it maybe like hmm, nine years ago or something. Um, I couldn't afford to go for clonic irrigation, like, I don't know, 70 pounds every two weeks that just wasn't an option at the time so um and I and I know it sounds so weird you're like <laughs> when I first read about it I think it was in a, a diet book called gaps and psychology syndrome um, diet which I did a while ago and she mentioned it I remember being I remember rereading the page and being like what? excuse me coffee I drink coffee I don't put coffee up my butt are you like I was just I was almost angry about it I was like this is insane. What is wrong with you? Like, and then, so I obviously didn't do it, but I read about it. I'm intrigued. I'm forever curious. And I like to know the research. So then I looked into it and I was like, oh, there's no research about it. This is all hogswash, whatever kind of, then it came up in various different ways as things do. And then several years later, I got to the point where my joint pain was so bad. I was so fed up. I couldn't open doors. My knees were sore. My wrists were sore. My fingers were sore. My hip was sore. My back was sore. I was just uncomfortable and in pain most of the time. I felt like I had a pretty healthy lifestyle. I didn't know why. I lived in a big old tenement, old Victorian um, flat. So their doors were heavy. I couldn't turn the... Oh, and I was like, I don't know how old I was, like 26, 27, I don't know. And I was like, I, I couldn't climb up hills anymore. I remember going to climb field. I had to turn around in about like 20, after like 25 minutes of walking. So I was like, my knees are too sore. I'm too tired. And I was like 26. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I just got really desperate. And this coffee enema thing kept coming up. I'd read loads of anecdotal um, stories, basically meaning people sharing their experience and saying it helped. And I was like, what have I got to lose? I'll give it a try. I had a week off. I did one maybe every day for a week. And by the end of the week, like my joints, all the pain had gone. I know this sounds like, and I'm not saying that if you do one, everything in your life will change, but it really made me be like, okay, it helped me be less, um, less snobby about science and to trust my intuition. Cause it had come up a lot for me. I'd heard about it in several different places and it was almost like my body my body needed to do it. I don't necessarily know exactly what happened because again, there's not enough research to understand this of it. Maybe I was just constipated a little bit and I didn't realize and it flushed things out, whatever it is. Um, it And that kind of uh, was a very humbling experience for me and also great because I wasn't in pain anymore. And so from that point on, I did them regularly, I think for maybe a year or two. And then I stopped, you know, when I had kids and was pregnant, I wasn't doing it then. And I only really restarted doing some after the girls, like a long time after the girls were born, obviously, obviously not immediately. <laughs> I'm talking like a year after they were born, maybe more like 18 months after they were born. I started to do them again, just because I was aware I was feeling a little bit toxic. And I had epidurals with both my um, kitten epidurals. I had epidurals with the girls and I had a lot of drugs in their pregnancy because I was so sick. So I was just aware I'd had quite a high toxin exposure. Also, I was just getting old. I'm getting, I'm not getting older, but 
I'm aging and so you gather more toxins, you know, just life, hashtag life. And so the first half, for the, probably the first four months of last year, I was trying to do more regular enemas then and really felt the benefit of it. So I know that's really weird. I know you might judge me heavily or think I'm absolutely insane. And obviously this is not something you ever have to do. I'm just being honest. I tried it, really helped. And I've had clients find it also really helpful. And I've also had clients who've tried it and they've not found it helpful. And again, this isn't actually really something I recommend. I just want to be clear with that because it isn't science backed. I'm just being honest with you about my experience. Okay. And the third weird thing that can be so helpful for detoxification is growing your own broccoli sprouts. I know. And I have to caveat this with, I actually used to grow my own and then I had like three children in like two years. And so now I just buy them. I'm just, you can just buy them. You don't have to grow them. It's cheaper if you grow them and it can make you feel like a gardener, which is quite fun. You know, like you're all green fingered. But if you just Google how to grow broccoli sprouts, you can find all the information. Just Google it, it'll come up. But broccoli sprouts are basically, you get broccoli seeds, you sprout them. So you get a little sprout and a little tiny green leaf. This takes a couple of days to do. You do it on your windowsill and then you eat them. And you get all the benefits of like a whole floret of broccoli in these tiny seeds and especially something called sulforaphane, which is really helpful for estrogen detoxification and generally supporting hormone balance. Um, so I love broccoli sprouts from a hormone balancing perspective and for supporting detoxification. So I always try and put some sprouts like that in my functional smoothies and I try and have them on my, just in, on food in general. So again, it's a little bit like... Um, weird to grow grow your own sprouts and then shove them in things but it's actually really simple and really effective there's some great research around that so this is a very this is a very evidence-backed <laughs> detoxification practice i highly recommend people to especially as you're getting older especially if you are want if there's breast cancer in your family well that's something you're worried about this is a really great practice because of how it helps you um basically prevent the inflammatory metabolism of estrogen which research shows can contribute to certain types of breast cancer so and just general dna um mutations which is you always want to avoid is it mutations dna damage i think is a better way of saying it so broccoli sprouts you buy a bag of seeds google how to sprout them i'm not going to go through it now there's better instructions online but that is also a great thing to do also other extra things these aren't really weird but beetroot great for the liver garlic great for the liver just a couple of like key foods like that lemon lemon peel great for the liver green stuff <laughs> great for the liver okay so if you don't ever think about detoxification I really encourage you to even if that's just having some lemon water making sure you're hydrated in the morning having a functional smoothie once a week even getting more sleep coming to work with me so that we can sort out your poop that's a huge one um whether it's going into sauna more regularly that you maybe have at a gym you might buy yourself a sauna blanket like i did you might research and make up your own mind about coffee enemas feel free to dm me about it that's something you've got to decide to do yourself whatever it is you need to give your liver some love especially as you get older if you're in late 30s 40s 50s and you're suddenly feeling sluggish if you're suddenly struggling with the menopause again supporting your liver is a really big part of supporting it's not the only thing but it is an important part of supporting you in that perimenopause and menopausal time okay so just give your liver a little bit of love and i'll see you next week bye 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you haven't left me a review yet, please go to iTunes, scroll down, look at ratings and review and give me a five-star review and leave a few comments. That really helps the podcast to reach more people. And if you want to know more about anything I mentioned in the podcast, you can go to the show notes at keziahall.com forward slash blog. And I would love to hear from you if you have any other questions. And please share this podcast with anyone that you know that you find helpful. Screen share it, put it on Instagram, Facebook, put it in your WhatsApp groups, screenshot it, share it with a friend. The more people that hear about this show, the merrier, because more and more women need to know how good they get to feel.
Would you like to learn and implement some simple practices that will actually help you dramatically reduce your bloating and hormonal symptoms and IBS and fatigue and anxiety? If you do, come and join me because I am running the free shift challenge starting Monday, the 29th of January. And I would love to see you in there. I am doing this free challenge, which is going to be like a mini group program over five days with daily workshops. And I'm going to be sharing with you some of the habits and simple practices that you can do to really shift your belly, your hormones, and your mood with ease. Okay. So if you want to join me, in this, go to keziahall.com forward slash challenge. It's free. Invite your friends. We get started on the 29th. But if you join soon, I will also be doing some um, bonus pop-up workshops on Mondays in the Facebook group that I'm running it with and also hosting some accountability pods on Fridays in the group as well. So if you want basically support throughout all of January, like I'm here for you. I've got your back. Let's do this. keziahall.com forward slash challenge.